edition of the rewriters room i am the boy armand sadler journalist podcaster editor wrestling fan um i'm not gonna say one of my normal labels because uh something changed and it and and it's kind of hurting me and we're gonna get into that a little later um and before i get emotional i want to introduce y'all to my boys how how y'all feeling boys you're you're the cc in the building uh known rambler uh, the full-time philosopher, part-time worker, making full-time checks. That's how we do in this world, baby. Uh, just a, you know, scammer out here living, loving life, bro. <laughs> uh, what's up, it's Channing. I just won my qualifying match to be on the six-member of Team Raw, so I'm a bit tired. <laughs> um, I'm going to bring it home for the red brand. Really excited about that. You know, brand supremacy is the most important thing in wrestling. Um, and so really just want to bring it home for the red brand. Uh, you know, big R's. Big USA. <laughs> big R's, big USA. <laughs> now, wait, did, did, did you say sixth member? Yeah, uh, so they were going to do the five-member teams, mm. but then they realized they needed to have me in the match. So, <laughs> got it, got it, got it. They changed Makes sense. that. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, well, as you all know, we uh, we took a little break. Um, our, our draft episode was just so intense that, that we needed to take some time off. Um, but we missed quite a lot. Um, so I know I spent the break um, supporting my boy Otis, um, you know, really wishing the best for him. We've enjoyed a lot of different things, um, but we, we we did miss rewriting for you all. Um, how how did you guys spend your break? Well, what would you do? Well, what did you most miss about potting together? Um, I, I miss being able to, to listen to you guys have takes on what's going on right now and what you would do as things were happening. I will say that I was like, damn, I wonder what, cause like we have the chat too, but at the same time, like on the fly out of nowhere, some of y'all like, yeah, sometimes y'all just come up with some crazy shit. So like, that's what I miss. I miss that. I miss being able to talk about tests. Uh, which, I am, <laughs> which I am going to work in today. As well. Of course, I'm excited about it. Uh, <laughs> test high is alive. Well, um, since the break, I recently have decided to let him in, mm. um, and so now I am becoming one of the fiends' minions. Nice. Um, that's really exciting. Alexis helped me a lot. Um, there's some things I'm going to be doing with my hair upcoming here that you know might be a little bit too edgy. For uh, dude, I hope I catch you in the the lunch break room at you know at the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, I'll let Firefly. him in too. Because, yeah. you know, honestly, I just got to the point where I looked at it and I was like, I mean, Alexa has a point and Bray has been saying this to us nicely the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, maybe I'm the asshole. Just let, yeah. him, in. let him in. Let him in. <laughs> Simple as that. Simple as that. Um, but yeah, as we said, a lot has happened. Um, as we know, we did our draft episode because there was a WWE draft and there were some there's some pretty significant moves, I would say. Uh, the Monday Night Messiah is now the Friday Night Messiah, and he has been doing the Lord's work ever since he touched the blue brand. Um, I, I know I've been personally asking for a Rollins-Daniel Bryan match for a while, and just seeing them in the ring together, going back and forth on the mic, and, like, Seth getting upset, and Bryan, like, toying around with him and, like, pushing his buttons, that was great. So, I mean, I don't know if they're going to build to it because we know – like Brian got squashed by Uso and we feel like we might do the, the Roman Brian story, but if they can bring Brian and Rollins together at some point, 
I would absolutely love that. Um, what's what's been the most exciting shakeup for you guys as a result of the draft? Um, honestly, Miz and Morrison, and it's not like the greatest like shakeup. It's more so of here's here's the best way I can say it. How many times does Miz have to show you that this nigga does this? Like how many times? Like you can put him wherever with whoever. And this nigga does this. Like, this is what he does. He's so entertaining. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I remember once I was watching, I was watching Raw, and I actually stayed for the uh, the Miz and Mrs. show or whatever. And this had to be like a year ago. And I was like, oh, wait, this nigga just is like this all the time. Like, And then once I realized that, I was like, oh, so he can just turn it on. And when he does, it's so precise. When he was, uh, um, oh, gosh, I can't remember if this was last week or the week before. But this nigga was absolutely cooking on the mic because he like he finds this way to blend what's really happening with his character on the yeah. show, like yeah. as he's like lying, and he does it in a way where he the other wrestler can't actually respond to it because if they do, then they'll be acknowledging and like breaking the fourth wall, which he is like pushing to do, mm-hmm. but he's not actually doing that shit right there. I'm like, bro, like he's still doing it. It's how many years has it been? This nigga's still killing it. He gets better, so that's that's my thing. Yeah. Uh, so just to point out, uh, with Miz and Morrison, they moved to Raw. Just telling the deal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What what yeah. the move they made? Uh, uh, Chan, how about you, bro? Uh, I think, and this is just the um, soap opera fan in me. The biggest shakeup to me has been Buddy Murphy um, mm-hmm. coming to Friday Night SmackDown, <laughs> Friday Night Telenovela, Friday Night Passions, Friday Night Friday Night Passions. <laughs> Um, and just really giving you what you need. Cause you know, obviously this is wrestling, but it's real world wrestling entertainment mm-hmm. and buddy Murphy finally breaking free of the Messiah, choosing love over, you know, the patriarchy. I think it's a really <laughs> beautiful storytelling thing. I think Vince is really trying to get progressive seeing how his wife will now be needing a job. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. trying to push boundaries. Yeah. He's trying to really get out there and say, hey, we need to tap into more Latinx mornings now. Let's mm-hmm. let's get the Mysterio family in. Let's get Aaliyah in here, you know, as, you know, future Divas champion or whatever the fuck they'll call it by then. But yeah. and that's, I just like, I always, is just a Buddy Murphy mark. I, I like Buddy Murphy. I think he wrestles cool. I liked his ripped shorts, even when he had those. I think those are sick. Um, and so I think it's cool that he's kind of getting because definitely this feel like this leads to a Rollins Murphy match blow off match at some point. Yeah, yeah. Him getting kind of this miss way more shine, I think is dope. Yeah, I to us I, I second all those feelings about that. Um and quick little buddy Murphy story. I saw that nigga in the airport when I was about to catch a flight one time back home and he was in the next security line over and I was marking out so hard that I actually had the thought, damn, should I switch security lines? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> Grown ass man, come on, bro. Like, it's wrong, right. <laughs> but it was like it was funny though because I saw him and it was the, like all those feelings. I had the same thing. Like, to me, I remember like the, the I think it was like maybe the second or third time I saw him wrestle, and I looked at him and I was like, oh, this nigga's next. Like, I looked at him, I was like, oh, like he has, it. he's like, good, he has it. He's good. And he's like, yeah, he's really, really good. And then I saw him in person, and it was funny because like. That kind of like steel face he has, like when he first comes out, <laughs> whatever. He had that shit on at the airport. <laughs> so I was like, K-Fabe only, never dropped character. Never I was like, and, he, and he's never dropping. Look at never him. Never dropped character. So yeah. Man, I, I'll, I'll say though, like of all the, the reshuffling, um, the women's divisions are still starving. Like Raw's women's starving. division is not not exciting. Like they'll put a lot of through that table though. That's yeah, one thing they like, 
else. That's the hottest thing going right now is Lana getting put through tables. And of course, you know, Asuka's an amazing champion. Like we love Asuka, but she ain't really got no one interesting to to feud with right now. Like, nope. but what what are they gonna do on the raw side and the SmackDown side is like Sasha's champion now. They brought up Chelsea Green. She got hurt in her match on Friday. They they have Liv, they have Ruby, they have Natalia, um, they, they have Bianca Belair, but it seems like they're kind of holding off on Bianca. So it's just like, yo, it's it's very hard to kind of figure out what direction they're going to go with the women. And like, you know, for me, the women were one of the most exciting aspects of wrestling the last couple of years. And it, it just shows how much they need Charlotte, yeah. Becky, uh, Selena Vega just got released. So that's another person that, that they lost. Like the women's divisions are starving. I do want you to know that, though, the fact that you invoked the phrase they don't know what they're doing with the women's division means Natalia is going to, at some point here in the next three months, get a title shot. That is now guaranteed to happen. That's the go-to. That's the always happens. Terrible. Whatever they don't know what to do. Oh, the, go-to. Now. the Hart family, let's run that one back. Yeah. Again. Do you know what's funny? You know what's funny about the fact that you just said that? It's because another thing I've been noticing is I've been annoyed by Natalia on TV the last, like, month. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it's because they have her doing like this character and blah 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 yeah. and i was like anyone who's ever seen natalia like be entertaining on tv or whatever knows that this is not the character you give her she's not a karen they're trying to make like a karen it's like yeah it's funny as and it, think it is like yeah which is like because it because naturally as a person she goes more towards the other way like she's more yeah. of a kind of like a blue collar kind of person kind of, you right. know that kind of shit so it's like yeah like that's another sign that's indicative that yeah they don't fucking know like yeah. they have no idea feels like they're trying comes too through. hard to make her like interesting and it's just like i don't yeah. i don't want it i don't want it at all they're but also they, like so desperately trying to make mandy rose and dana Brooke. oh and my fucking god like, <laughs> we know this is just vince's two favorites like <laughs> it's just not a thing sonia deville was way cooler as a tag partner bro this is not it. i miss also, her she, she's gone too i, I miss her yeah. too like she she would be a great opponent for sasha Anyone, for, yeah. for a feud with her and Bianca would be good. Like, bro, I, I really miss her. Um, yeah. Clash of Champions passed, and you know now I'll finally get into what, the source of my misery. Um, so they took Otis to court the uh, SmackDown prior, yes, and he just was about to beat the Miz, and then the Miz hands Judge JBL a bunch of cash or whatever was in that briefcase. I don't know if it was like government documents. Was, I, don't, um, I don't know if it was alcohol. It was Biden ballots. It was Joe Biden ballots. Mm, <laughs> the the, the mail-in ballots. Okay. Got it. Got it. Um, and yeah, so they put Otis in a match. The briefcase is on the line and Tucker's lame self turns on Otis and Otis loses his briefcase to the Miz. So Otis Watch has officially come to an end. But I will say, Raw is that much more exciting with The Miz there, with the Money in the Bank briefcase, that title picture with him, Orton, McIntyre, The Fiend. You, you know Keith Lee is going to get worked into it again once Survivor Series is over. Like, Raw is, Raw is picking up. And because, you know, Raw, Raw, once Roman came back, like, Raw was easily the B show, maybe the C show. show. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, with, with Sheamus yeah. coming over, with AJ Styles coming back, uh, with Riddle there, who they're pushing hard, like it's the the there's like a good mid to to, to upper mid card right now. Um, I kind of got off from Clash. Did you guys have any thoughts on Clash? I mean, there, there were some really good matches. Three Hell in a Cell. No, no, I'm sorry. That that, that wait, no, 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 no. 
I'm talking about Hell in a Cell, not Clash. I'm sorry. Hell in a Cell was, was what we missed. We were here for Clash. Yeah. Hell in a Cell was Hell where cell was Miz won the briefcase. We had three great Hell in a Cell matches, fellas. <laughs> How'd y'all right. All right, so to predate that, I will say I like that Otis lost the 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 contract one. Yeah. Sorry, my nigga. You can leave. Like, you can leave <laughs> like, was, but any Otis cash in on Roman Reigns would be like so like unbelievable. Like it would be so <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, and then like visual. Yeah, and then like you got to think about where he is in his career right now. I'm just like I'm like this early like one he's not getting that push blah blah. So when I I had to think earlier than that though, and I thought about it, and I was like, I thought about what they were doing at the time of Money in the Bank. At the time of Money in the Bank, now that I now that we have the 2020 hindsight, um, they were setting up a lot of what we have now. So like it's not like they could do everything that was gonna be popping back then. So I, I thought about the the Money in the Bank uh, match itself or whatever. And I remember at the start of the match, I had the same thought that I have right now. I looked around at everybody in the match before it started, and I was like, I don't want any of you guys to win the Money in the Bank. Like I don't want any of you to like I don't want to see any of you challenge anyone else for each one for their different reasons. Because and most of them it was like, nah, this is not the way that I want to see you come up or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when Otis got it, I was like. Well, that makes sense because you needed to have money in the bank. And I personally, like, it helps with me because I don't want to see any of these niggas have money in the bank right. or whatever. So you just let this guy have it. It'll be a thing. And then now Miz has it. So, like, but that worked out beautifully. Um, I will say, Hell in a Cell, bro, how me? I, I'm going to keep saying this every time we get on this, uh, this goddamn podcast because even though I can't talk to the people at WWE, they need to hear this or whatever. Been telling you niggas for years, let this nigga Roman loose. How many times do I have to tell you? Beautiful. That's my. I'm, that's the one match I'm picking. Roman Reigns, that the crying nigga, and then putting that nigga in the lock. He said, "I'm sorry." The genius, because I was it, on the second watch. I was like, "Oh, he's like the now that I'm watching it for the second time." I'm like, the reason why he's crying and tricking him or whatever is because, like, let's go into a psychopath's mind. Let's say that he really is like like actually sad the reason why he's actually sad is because he realized how he has to win now and how he has to win is by hurting this guy that he didn't want to hurt and now he's crying like the level of storytelling nigga genius so yeah man hell is that was fire that was my favorite part yeah, yeah like, the, the, the uh j5 and meals are calling it big oost town on, on the a show yeah. yep. <laughs> cool reference to power but yeah that story is incredible how, how about you chan uh, I am actually is the so of the three matches, I did feel like the Orton Drew McIntyre was the like slowest of the three big Hell in a Cell matches. I mean, um, but thing I'm happy about is that we are back with the legend as the top guy. Um, I have always been a Randy Orton stand, even pre BLM, like before he you know <laughs> had his third eye opened when he was before, like you know yeah nigga. Yeah. <laughs> Or Dr. Umar got to him. He's in his Duffy now. Oh I, just, I want you to know that those things do coincide. As soon as that he got true. progressive, that is true. He's on the streak. That's all I'm saying. Um, so, but I just like Randy Orton. I think he's much better on top as someone that you can then bring down than someone kind of coming up. Because it's just like, he's just too good where it's like, yeah, Drew McIntyre is cool, but like, is this Randy Orton we're talking about? Yeah, um, so I'm glad Randy's on top. I like the whole kind of four potential threat thing they have going on. I think that's interesting. Um, only like thing I always have with that kind of stuff is that like, while I love the money in the bank match in the briefcase, like 
So I feel like they do need to find a way to like stop with the fake cashings. The fake cashings are so annoying because like the rules of money in the bank aren't that clear where it's like, oh, well, I guess the bell didn't ring twice. So the match technically never happened. Oh my, and, yes, nigga. <laughs> and so like they did one of those and I was just like, all right, this is kind of whack. But I do enjoy Randy being on top. And I think a Randy Roman match will be fire. Um, whenever Randy gets it on with like Miz, you know, Drew, it'll be good matches. So I just like Randy Roman. Two things, real quick, to you saying you like Randy B on top. That's what she said. Two, I also agree with Randy B on top is better. And have you niggas seen that meme with the, everybody in the white Broncos chasing uh, – I mean, I'm sorry, everybody in the police cars uh, chasing the white yeah. Bronco, and they got Randy Orton as the yeah. – <laughs> Top guy. He's a legend. 14 yeah. times. That's – that's how you know what I think back to some older times because it doesn't happen all the time, but some older times, and I do miss that. That when somebody got a championship, instead of it being like, you know, let's okay, who's next? It's like we're reading from a list of like people who deserve yeah. to have it next, and it's like, okay, who's next? It's a bunch of niggas saying, like, nah, bro, like we all want this, so like, yeah, yeah. Um, so we are building towards Survivor Series. Uh, by the time you guys hear this, the WWE Championship match and the Raw Tag Team Championship on uh, uh, match on Raw will have happened already. So either it'll be New Day versus Street Profits or Hurt Business versus Street Profits. Or, and then Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns or Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Now, with Drew showing up on SmackDown on Friday and sending Jey Uso to God, one would think that they are building toward that Roman and Drew rematch. And like that is way more exciting to me than, than Roman, Randy Orton. And, and like while Roman and Randy have had good matches, Roman and Drew at WrestleMania 35, Roman and Drew at Royal Rumble 20, uh, Roman and Taker versus Drew and, Sh- and Shane, like they work really well in the, in the ring together. And Drew, like Drew is top three this year for me. Like Drew is absolutely top three this year for me, like of, of all of WWE um, men and women. And Roman came back and immediately just shook stuff up and claimed his throne as the guy. So this is the guy versus the the guy, essentially, if if that match were to happen. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I don't want Hurt Business to win the titles from uh New Day, but I could see it happening. I don't like black on black crime. I don't like Yeah, that. and you that know like right. they don't for, feel right. For Survivor Series, they don't want to do a, a face versus face match. So like it, it would make sense for, for for the Hurt Business to get the titles off New Day. Face Street Profits, and then the, and then they can lose them at, at TLC. Like her business is going to be fine. Um, yeah. Although I, I I I don't think they would have yeah. them lose the titles that early because it seems like they want to build up like a you know Bobby with the U.S. title and then tag team champions. I don't know what MVP is going to do. Maybe he'll yeah. take the twenty four seven title. <laughs> but um, I'm very excited. No, for- he's getting he's taking that WWE title. It's happening. That is hundred percent happening. <laughs> you know what? He's going to get his hands on that shit. Like huh. it's going to happen. Like and you know hindsight's twenty twenty, but part of me wishes he ended up in that uh, money in the bank ladder match. Like him with the briefcase, him with the briefcase, Bobby Lashley as his muscle now, Shelton and Cedric, like all of them, kind of helping him and, and protecting him. Like it, 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 it would have been wild. That's a real threat. Yeah, yeah, that makes it a real threat to He'll the championship be, at that point. That when the really money makes it a threat. Year. It's the way yeah. the money has booked. Yeah. That's in the stone now. You cooking, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I try, I try. But how are y'all feeling about Survivor Series? Uh, the, the teams, the Raw and SmackDown teams are, are, are... Well, the Raw team, the Raw men's team is done. The SmackDown men's team yeah. is, is building up. The Raw, Raw women's team is done. The SmackDown women's team is 
building up still, but like, how are y'all feeling? Like, I, I feel like Raw is about to sweep the floor. <laughs> Yeah, it's not close. I like when I tell you, bro. Like, I was gonna say like I have a really short answer. It's just like guys, like the raw team. It's just like even you and we we talked about this. I think maybe last time because um, I think it was new back then. Mm-hmm. But um, dude, Shayna and not like Shayna and Naya, like Shana everything going on with them is exact. Like when you have these two, it's like how do you all right? How do you take Shayna, who is who she is, or whatever Naya, who is who she is, and put them in this new WWE where we have every superstar getting ass shots and shit? <laughs> how do you make it work? And this is how you do. This is a really great. So like, yeah, like I like not only do I like the teams better, I like the way the teams are forming better on the red brand. So yeah. Yeah, word, word. Um, God. Yeah, I mean, I think it's objectively speaking, Raw's team is better. Like, I mean, that's objectively speaking. I think one thing that's hurting it is, like, with all the COVID stuff, I think they're not wanting them to interact as much, it mm-hmm. seems like, because, like, maybe, like, because everyone knows that the Raw and SmackDown are in the same building, the whole, like, invasion thing can't really happen because, like, we know you're both always all there. <laughs> um, but, like, I think they're just trying to have less, like, roster interaction. I think that's probably even why they didn't have NXT even mm. be a part of it this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's, like, the part that it's, like, one of those kind of things, oh, okay, this is why this is weird. Because, like, they haven't even talked about Sasha versus Asuka, like, at all. Yeah. Like, Bobby and Sami Zayn are, like, tweeting at each other, but they haven't talked about that on the show really either. Um, and so I think that kind of stuff is getting kind of worse kind of annoying, but... Yeah, it's... It it's it's definitely a weird build, but Survivor Series is one of my favorite uh, pay-per-views, so I'm 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 definitely optimistic for it. Um, and I don't know, man. Like we, we could get a surprise Miz cash in too. Like I, I think that's a very very real possibility. Uh, oh yeah, that, that after be- after Roman beats beats Drew's ass, uh, so we'll see. But that uh, ass whooping I was telling you about. <laughs> <laughs> but a large part of a Survivor Series, and this will lead us into our main discussion. They're doing a formal farewell celebration for the legend, one of my goats, The Undertaker. It is 30 years since his debut at Survivor Series in 1990. Um, he has been terrorizing the WWE. I know when I was in third grade, I, I, I would genuinely be scared to like sleep with the lights off because I, I, I thought he, he would pop out with his trench coat and his hat and eyes roll back. But um He's just been, he's, he's really, truly been an incredible. He's a cornerstone of the WWE. Like, there, there's no wrestler who has a bad thing to say about him as far as I know. Um, so how, how do you guys feel about Taker's career overall? To me, I think what, like, signifies Undertaker's greatness is because, like, he is, of all, I would say, like, the your top, whatever, 10 lists, top 15 lists of all-time wrestlers, he is the one whose, like, gimmick is so far from reality, but people just accept it. It's like, oh, yeah, that's just a thing. Like, that's how great The Undertaker is. It's really just like, oh, yeah, he's like, like, if you explain it to somebody who didn't watch wrestling, it's like, oh, yeah, well, he's like a zombie <laughs> street fighter who was also in a motorcycle game, but now he stopped doing that. And he, began, and he has, like, powers, mm. but, like, he doesn't use his powers to fight but just when he comes in. Yeah. Mm. But, but he's he like, fights, but he, and he really likes belts. So he fights yeah. regular people to get shiny belts from time to time. Yeah. And he's like, kind of like an internal being, but he has yeah. like, he's <laughs> just stuck in a human body also. At the but he can time. also lose. Yeah. Strangely. Yeah. Which like, seems like he couldn't. Yeah. Given what I just told you about him. Yeah. But like, people just accept it as like, cause he, Stone Cold Steve Austin, okay. He's uh, like a redneck. The Rock is just like a Hollywood fighter. Like, like those all like, are just like people who fight. The Undertaker is legitimately like, a demon 
who was controlled by like his quasi father. Like it was like, but you just that just is what it was, and it was fine. And like that's how great he was. That's why that's why I always see the Undertaker in terms of just like. Oh yeah, like this is the most ridiculous part of wrestling. That this is like everyone's favorite part. It's like, <laughs> like nothing hits like an Undertaker return. Like just nothing. Man. If you especially like when it was that gong hits and you're like, oh fuck mm. me, like oh my god, like if you didn't see it coming. Like you're initially like just chills. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like, speaking of that, dude, like that that like fifth oh fuck me or whatever. It's fu- my favorite part about the gong is seeing the wrestlers already yeah. in the ring react to it. That's my they favorite. They look part. around, <laughs> let's go black. It's like oh, you it's over. Yeah, because every wrestler <laughs> looks at every other wrestler you know. like when they're on screen, they're all like talking to each other, like I'll kick your ass, I'll kick your ass, blah blah. blah. But everyone in the fucking building. When they hear that gong, it doesn't matter who it is. It could be the, the scaredest guy or the most brave guy or whatever. They hear that gong, everybody goes, fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with Taker, man, it's like, because I, 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 I kind of want to get into favorite moments. I know one of my favorite moments to, to speak of returns is when he returned at Survivor Series 2005. Randy Orton's like he was just the, the uh, sole survivor. He's Oscar getting, worthy, getting Oscar held worthy up on people's shoulders. Randy. Like he, he he was hype. He was on top of the yeah. world, literally on top of the world. Yeah. Gong. He's like yo yo, put me down, put me down, put me down. He like he's like pulled up on the rope, looking desperate. Like oh, this isn't real. And then Taker's like casket goes up in flames. And he just <laughs> kicks the door down. Yo, there was at least twenty people in that ring. Undertaker took out yeah. all of them. Like and bro, when I say one. this is like peak Undertaker, them choke slams were bro, hitting. Bro, he was sending people to God. Uh, like he had people horizontal. This is like a fit taker. Like yeah. he was not playing around. <laughs> no, that's hard. Fit taker. And like that—that's what I was gonna get into. Like I don't necessarily have a favorite moment. I have like a favorite time period because from 2005 to 2009, Undertaker was like he—he he, he was athletic. He—he he was moving. Yeah. Like he—he he, he was putting on bangers. Like on Friday nights and, and paper. like, like, yeah. like you used to get to see Undertaker weekly at a certain right. point. Bro. I don't know if people remember that and like really appreciate it. Like I Man was wrestling in denims. Bro. I, I, I loved it. I, <laughs> I, I loved it. Um, Regularly. <laughs> yeah. So how, how, how about y'all? Y'all got a favorite moment or favorite time period, favorite like gimmick within his gimmicks? My favorite would have to be, I, <sighs> shit, man. This is tough. My favorite? Okay, my favorite is the ministry, and for the exact same reason that, that Channing pointed out. And it's be, I don't think I realized, it's like when you're in therapy and shit, I don't think I realized at the time that that's why I liked it, but looking back on it now, I can identify that that's what that was. The ministry was so fucking ridiculous. It was the height of Undertaker's like fucking mythos. It's like <laughs> you have this dead guy, and then now it's like he has disciples now yeah. that are like you know actual like some of them are actual wrestlers and shit like that. It's whatever. like Edge was a vampire at one point. Yeah, but <laughs> he's just not anymore. I think he's about so talk about that. He's dude, I think about that. Christian just are no longer vampires at like, all, <laughs> at all. And I think about that. All the time, every time I see them, literally every time I see them, I'm like the first time I was introduced. Because the thing is, when they were first introduced, I saw them at a house show before they were on TV. So I saw Gangrel bring them out. And like, I'm like, not, I'm, fuck, how old am I? I think I'm like eight or nine. So I'm like eight or nine, sitting up in like 300s. Like, no, no, it's a 200s. So it's a little high. I can't really see their faces, but I can see that there's a guy drinking something that looks like blood. He looks fucking weird as shit. And there's two guys behind him 
apparently they're vampires. Okay, sure. <laughs> and that's the so that's my first impression of Christian and Ed. So every time I think of them, that's all I'm thinking about. I'm like, weren't you a vampire? How's that? How did that go? Yeah, I, I think for me, kind of similar to yours, Armand, is WrestleMania 20 when he came back as Kane. Like that's like just like. And this man is now a politician, so you know he's good at bullshitting. But like, when when Kane put that, when Glenn, because I don't call him Glenn, when Glenn <laughs> saw that man, it was like no, no, and like you would just tell, like he is like shaken to his core. And Undertaker just turns that corner, and he's like, oh, he about to, he about to give you the blues, bro. I know Kane, you you the big red machine dog, and this is like black. Like Kyle Kane, like coming out in chains. Kane, when Kane was like fit, abbed up, Kane. Yeah. But when he saw that, we saw Big Bro. We saw his big brother sure. turn that corner. It's, oh yeah, you about to die tonight, dog. That's how I go. Yeah. You, about to, you, about to, you about to see the devil tonight. You about to go see Paul. <laughs> that man is coming. He gonna beat your ass, dog. Like <laughs> he gonna beat you so serious. So that, that's my favorite Undertaker moment. I also stand the American badass. Uh, keep rolling. Hashtag Limp Biscuit. I like. I just think it's ridiculous like that happened, but like it, it's not the gong, and it's also not like in terms of returns, like times up, you know, John Cena, Triple H, like that first chord, the rock. But like when you would that, you hear that motorcycle rev up, and he would skirt down to the ring. You like, oh man, the American badass is here, dog. Like that, that, that was also exhilarating, and that's again to his testament to his character of like. You know, he's just like that good of a, he's that charismatic. Like to me, like to me, wrestling, same reason I like comic book shit. It's like good guys versus bad guys. Like when you get down to it, it's really some superhero shit. And the Undertaker was like the first one where he's like, no, he's legitimately just like a superhero. Like that's really what he is. It's not like he's a super villain, but like he's a hero. So I love that about Taker. I love that also like you would really, same thing I feel about Stone Cold. Like you would really think there would be some like wild racist stories that came out by now about the Undertaker about mark because like just given his like persona but like no yeah nothing yeah he's just like regular regular 50 year old white guy kind of racist just like he cut like his racism comes with his time he's not a republican he's he's a republican that we know but i would just think that like you would have heard him call a fruit a nigger or some shit when it came out. Oh right? Now, right? Yeah. Like, like some Hulk Hogan level, like, hey, this man is a racist. Like, this man hates black people. But now he just thinks that we shouldn't have rights. But that's, I expect that of most white people. That's that's just, that's go. whenever you interact with a white person, you gotta like, that's in the back of your mind, like, oh, maybe they don't think everyone should vote. I don't know. Kind of baked into it. But like, oh, we. That's just how I feel about Mark. So uh, I know one dream match that, and you know, they, they've retired or farewelled Undertaker so many times that. They, oh, someone's definitely coming out Survivor Series. That's booked. Like, yeah. this only thing this is setting up is whoever's going to interrupt his retirement. Like, there's no actual retirement ceremonies in WWE. This is purely yeah. set up Always for the shit. Fiend or Aleister Black or some shit to like. And that's exactly what I was going to say is I would love to see Undertaker versus The Fiend. Uh, he, 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 he put out a quote recently saying he felt The, the Fiend was yeah. the strongest character in WWE, which was, yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he's strong. I, I, I personally will like Roman better, better, but, but The Fiend is gaining my favor now. Like, I love this Fiend bliss thing that they have going. She's killing it. And, like, right. the less we see him in the ring, the better, to be honest. Like, like... Yeah. Bray is not a good worker, so he's doing this character work. 
messing with Randy. Don't do Husky. Don't do that. Uh, that was unnecessary. That drive was unnecessary. My bad, King. My bad. <laughs> um, but and it it would be cool to see him face uh, Alistair Black as well. Do you guys have any dream matches for Taker? I wish we would have got a real Cena match. I mean, like obviously that is not going to happen. I saw that Dubai match with Shawn Michaels. I don't want a real Undertaker match for anything. I don't want to put anyone through that. But um, I think we, if we would have got a, like, we had, like, some matches on SmackDown, but if we got a real, like, legend versus legend, like, I just should I never done Undertaker Cena build, I think that would have been fire. Um, to be honest, I, I'm content. I, and this is so weird because I'm usually not. I, there's no one. There's nothing that I, I've, there's nothing that I want to see or wish I would have seen or whatever. I, I'm perfectly content. I'm perfectly I would want to see Undertaker versus Montez Ford because I want to see anyone versus Montez Ford. Because <laughs> that would the be best amazing. wrestler of our generation. Okay. Damn it, you just sold me. <laughs> but no, I can't name anything. Sweet. So we're going to get into our main event now. Uh, we are talking about The Undertaker. We're talking about his legendary streak at WrestleMania. Now, the record is currently 23-2. and two. We know that his two losses, his first loss came at WrestleMania 30 to the beast incarnate Brock Lesnar. And then WrestleMania 33, he faced off against the big dog, Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns forcefully took the yard um, in a match that was hyped up and, you know, was a little disappointing. But um, Roman destroyed that man. And, you know, there have been some moments throughout Taker's career where they wanted to break the streak sooner. You know, we know that they didn't really make the streak a thing until Randy Orton faced him um, at WrestleMania 21. Um, And then from there, like every single year was, all right, like around Royal Rumble time, we're going to figure out who's going to face Undertaker. We're going to start building up towards, you know, break the streak, break the streak, all that. You know, he went through Mark Henry, CM Punk. He went through uh, a couple other people who, who, who we're gonna talk don't about? Do A-Train. Don't for, don't do A Train like that. Uh, yes. A Train was in there. A Train and Big A-Train Show. A Train was in there and Rick Big Flair, Show. Don't do yes. like that. Don't do A Train. Kane a bunch of times. He's he's he, Undertaker's ran through a, a lot of strong talent and maybe some questionable booking decisions for WrestleMania. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, there there have been a couple instances where they wanted to end the streak sooner. Um, and and there's some there's some situations that we just want to fantasy book as well. Um, so I'm going to open up the floor to my uh, amazing co-hosts who have some very spicy <laughs> spicy feuds and spicy uh, storylines that they've built for you guys. So uh, whoever whoever wants to go first, please. I'm, I, I can't wait to hear how this, this builds out. Uh, all right, I'll kick it off. Um, all right, so boom, the year is 2011. Mm. The 221-11 event has already happened. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna go far back because I'm gonna. I want this twist to happen all within what's happening right now. Okay, so we are six days away from WrestleMania. This is a quick little side note and a plug for anyone listening. If you are not doing anything and you have like a half hour to yourself, you need to watch the promo six days before uh, Taker and Triple H go at WrestleMania. Uh, 27 you need to watch it with Shawn michaels this is it's like promo school like it's the it's fucking amazing or whatever so a really key thing happens in that promo 
Shawn Michaels is looking at Undertaker at first when he's, when he's like starting the sentence out and right before he ends it, he turns to Triple H basically telling him, I don't think you can do this. Like you can't beat him or whatever. Um, and then Triple H gets on the mic and yeah, he bars everybody up. That nigga was fired or whatever. So I was like, oh, wow, you really want to see this? And even Taker gets on the mic. Um, and then eventually uh, Sean leaves because Sean was trying to, you know, super kick Taker or whatever. And he came at it super slow. Undertaker caught his leg. and was about to choke slam. But Triple H was like, nah, that's my friend. Nigga, get out of here or whatever. And then uh, Triple H stands in Undertaker's face for, I think it was like 25 seconds, grabs the mic. And he was just like, Sean, tell him why I'm going to win. And then I'm sitting there waiting because I'm like, oh, like maybe Sean's like, you know, just doing for dramatic effect. Just waiting a little bit. Plus the mic dropped. I saw that or whatever. So I'm like, all right, cool. He going to grab it. It's right out there in the corner. He just need to know where it's at. Then it go on for a little longer. Then Triple H says it again. And I'm like, oh, was about to say something really dramatic that they had thought of before they came out here. And I'm like, well, that would make any sense because he didn't plan on Sean coming out. So I don't know. And then I'm like, oh, wait. Sean's scared and I forgot that that happened and I was like oh yeah like he got out the ring and then I think about that and I think about what Undertaker said before all that happened before all that happened Undertaker said how Shawn Michaels is arrogant he was blah 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 but now when I look at him I look at a man that I humble and Shawn Michaels just kind of like is I kind of angry but like backs away when he says that you so. that smoke <laughs> so, problem again yeah and here's not, not to forget what the the first thing that Shawn michaels said uh after he told triple mage that uh no he this is not he didn't even tell triple h that he couldn't beat him what he said was he was looking at undertaker's face he says what makes you think that you could do what i couldn't do and as he gets to the you could do what i couldn't do part he turns to triple h so i thought it was really interesting because it wasn't just like him warning his friend like hey i try to fight this guy twice he's really tough please don't fight him it was nigga what makes you think you're better than me keep this in mind so we're gonna everything stays the same as also sean all the times he beat you what do you mean (laughs) repeatedly (laughs) Repeatedly. whooped your ass that's why a lot of (laughs) times um so keep that in mind right so we get to wrestlemania you know everything's happening exactly how it happens right we get to the end of the match uh, Undertaker has Triple H in the Hell's Gate. This is the Hell's Gate. That was the last move that Triple H, that Taker can do before he can't get up because he has to get stretched up. And I'm, and I'm like, it's funny because Triple, the only reason why Triple H wanted to have a match with him is because he said he respected him so much. And he told them a story about how him and Sean were in a car five or six years ago and said that they made a pact whenever one of us gets to the point where it's time for them to go or whatever, and that person doesn't want to go, the other person is going to make sure that guy fucking goes. And that's what Triple H is trying to do for Taker. Taker so Triple H did that shit to Sean. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's over now, dude, bro. It's, it's just funny because looking back on it, Taker had to get stressed out of, like, he had to get taken out of the stretcher. So it's like, well, even though that was kind of like, you know, kayfabe, it was kind of like, that was also kind of because it's true. Escorted. But anyway, um, a match happens or whatever, no halls for a match or whatever. Keep that in mind too as well. Undertaker has Triple H in and how it happened in real life is Triple H taps. However, when Triple H or Triple H taps, you know, him being the, uh, the fucking game, he was trying to make sure he got out of it. And how he was going to get out of it was he was going to use a sledgehammer that was right on his right side. It was right by his right hand. But he just couldn't quite get a grip on it because he's in Hell's Gate and he's fucking losing the blood flowing to his limbs and shit like that ever. So here's what happened. 
Triple H actually gets his hand on the hammer. And because of the way uh, Undertaker has Hell's Gates in, he can see that, whatever. So Undertaker knocks it out of uh, Triple H's hand, but the way that he knocks it out of his hand actually has to break the submission hole or whatever. Triple H is still fucked up. It's like, if you saw him after, like, after Hell's Gate, boy, had, he had to wait a minute for he get up. <laughs> so, like, he's just down or whatever, even though he tried to grab it. He's just like, oh, fuck, he's down or whatever. Um, Undertaker, tired as hell, let's say he his body is actually works this time. He gets up or whatever, and he's like, he's he looks at the hammer or whatever. Hammer's kind of on the other side of the uh, the ring at this point, so he has to turn his back to Triple H. And he's looking at it as like this last tool that you know, like Triple H always using these things to get over or whatever. And he's like, gonna get this thing out the way, and be like, no, you're not getting away. Like I'm getting this thing out the way or whatever. So he goes to like kick it out of the ring, turns around, gets super kicked to high fuck hell. Cause guess who it is? Sean fucking Michaels, bitch. <laughs> and the ref can't do anything about it. This is a no hard, no holds bar match or whatever. Mm-hmm. He super kicks the shit out of Undertaker. Undertaker falls flat on his ass. Uh, Shawn Michaels drags Triple H over, lays him on uh, top of him or whatever, make sure the ref gets over and the ref wasn't hurt anything at the time. He's just hurrying him up or whatever. He, um, the ref starts to count. One, two, ref can't count to three. Shawn Michaels pulls Triple H off. Shawn Michaels leans Triple H up against the ropes because he's still kind of groggy or whatever. And Triple H barely knows what's fucking on anyway, so he's not really mad at him. He's just like, oh, what's going on? Shawn whispers something into his ear for like a good amount of time. And we're all like, what the fuck is going on? Undertaker's still on the ground. He's a little groggy, but, you know, he's moving around a little bit or whatever. Um, then after Sean whispers in his ear, he, like, like takes a step back and has, like, a really somber, heartfelt look. And, and the impression is that we all get is, like, damn, he just really gave him, like, some, you know, like, you can fucking do this. Like, he didn't want to beat him. Like, we're thinking, oh, he told him, like, no, you can do this or whatever. Like, you can do this. I interfere kind of, but you can just beat him. Like, you go ahead and beat him or whatever. That's what we're thinking. That's not what happened. Shawn Michaels super kicks the shit out of Triple H. <laughs> you thought you could do what I couldn't do? Mm. I'm going to make sure you can. <laughs> super kicks the shit out of him. By this time, The Undertaker's kind of, like, getting back up. He super kicks the shit out of him again. This shit ends in a fucking no contest. That's how I was going to have this go. Oh, my God. No. Crazy thing is, <laughs> no, you that's not even... the internet. <laughs> oh my Here's the crazy thing. That's not even the only way I was going to book this shit. That was one That was one dimension. The other dimension is Triple H grabs the fucking hammer, right? And um, he uh, and uh, Taker breaks the tie or whatever. Um, and at that point or whatever, uh, we're just like, oh, okay, like, what the fuck is about to happen next? Now, for people who were paying attention to the entire show, they would have noticed that as the show was starting, a bunch of people heading in to, um, like, this room where, like, one of the production rooms or whatever, and one of those people, if you would have paid attention, you would have saw, like, their hair and, like, what they were wearing and, like, a tag and stuff like that or whatever. Um, after, after Taker fucks up uh triple h and like brings like brings the hammer out of the ring whatever he's about to go end it again here comes stephanie oh his God, taker right in the back with the sledgehammer triple h wins you got Fuck stephanie it. killed out here dog bro <laughs> so she's also mrs morgan yeah right no that would not have been good bro i was like you, how can i make <laughs> if you ended an undertaker triple h no, match oh at God. mania in a, a, a no holds barred match in a no contest Nah, nah. Fired. <laughs> They're firing you. They would kill you're you, done. You're, you're done. Stink. 
But I like it. I like it. That was very elaborate. That was yeah, it would have just been fucking strategy. crazy. Bold strategy. <laughs> I can see Stephanie wow. pulling up. So Stephanie pulling yeah. up will, will, will be a nice That would have been the more likely, yeah. That would be a nice twist, but yeah. Nah, and I, I, I like how you addressed that Sean and Triple H were like being like shaky towards each other. Because I remember watching the episode live as a kid. I was like, yo, Sean and Triple H are supposed to be cool. Why does it seem like Sean d- d- don't believe in his mans? Like, yeah, what's going yeah. on? Like, whoa. And bro. then also, like, like, he, the first thing he said, it was like, it wasn't, here's the thing, because like, like, I mean, I got my degrees in like writing and reading and shit, so I pay attention to language and shit. Like, what Sean said wasn't a, oh, I don't think you can do this or whatever. Like, I'm your friend and I don't think you can do this. Or, oh, you're my friend and, like, he's just too big or whatever. It doesn't matter what you do. Or, oh, my friend is, like, you guys are both old. Like, it wasn't anything where it's just, like, you know what, man? I just don't see this for you. He said, what makes you think? That's ego. All of that is ego. That's Mm -hmm. just straight ego. He said, what makes you think you could do? And it was when he said that that I was, like, hold on a fucking second. He should be involved because <laughs> if he feels this way, because at the same time too, Undertaker did say like he was humble, and to a degree, yes, Sean is humble. But you can't be a completely humble person and have the fucking ego to look at another human being and who's beat your ass before and makes you think that you can do that. What I can't do, like, because there's some ego there. So I was like, oh, let's address that. Like, let's let's let that go where it goes and and how it would go is it would end in a no contest and sean would basically say he couldn't take that he lost the undertaker he also couldn't take it if he saw uh triple h beat undertaker and he probably couldn't take it if undertaker beat his friend too because it's just like well now he's just beating all our ass so he was just like fuck it nobody wins like if i don't get to win nobody wins <laughs> you trying to get hbk killed out of <laughs> yep. And he, he wouldn't wrestle, God, and he bro. wasn't wrestling anymore. So it was, and people were saying one more match as he was leaving a promo and shit. He wasn't wrestling anymore, so he would have literally just been an agent of chaos and left. <laughs> this is how the Saudi prince be booking. We be calling Vince. This is the type of shit he be talking to Vince about. Exactly. This type of shit he be, that's how. That's wow. how you get this type I, of shit. That's how you get DX versus Brothers of Destruction. <laughs> I just, I just found out I'm a Saudi prince. Good luck, Saudi billionaire. Yeah. I got the same logic. <laughs> well, CC has shaken up. Um, <laughs> The rewriter's room, papers are all over. Um, so with that, we're going to get into Channing uh, and his fellow bald brethren. <laughs> so let's hear let's hear your feud, man. Uh, kind of my like thought process going through this exercise was, A, you got to do it for the people. Uh, that's who's really important. Not just the people of this moment, but the people of the future. Um, and B, I also feel like... The streak, because I was like looking at some stuff about the streak, and like there were actually like real like sports magazines, like Sky Sports and shit, saying like, "Oh, the streak is the best streak in sports." It's up there with Floyd Mayweather's streak. It's a big deal, and I feel like the streak, in my opinion, should have been used to give someone a push who actually needed a push. Whereas, yes, it made Brock Lesnar look stronger, and it was shocking, but like even now, like we really don't even talk about that anymore. I didn't need streak, that. Yeah, he didn't need that. He was already, he literally had just been in UFC actually beating people's asses. Like, people were not uh, of whether or not Brock Lesnar was tough as shit. So I think they could have used it for someone else. Mm. Um, that brings me to someone who, until this year, because he has found a home with our people come home, people's trying to do it for the white man. Started <laughs> empowering his brethren, you know, putting the, the, the weed before me, if you will. Uh, Franklin Roberto Lashley. 
Yeah, that brings me to WrestleMania 23, um, which we're just not going to talk about it. But um, somebody was on it. Probably shouldn't have been. Or maybe it should have been. I don't know. Uh, but basically, that year, WrestleMania is 2000. I mean, it's 2007. That's the one that ended with him, Flair, no, Michaels, Orton, and Edge. And he eliminates um, Michaels' wins. Um, he's like basically going to each brand, kind of staring down. Cena's on Raw, Tisa's on SmackDown, Roberto is on ECW. Um, he ends up picking Batista and that kind of starts their whole thing, which is a great feud. I don't want to like, obviously I love Batista. I love Undertaker. So like, I, I, it pays me to take away that Genesis, but like you could get to that feud another way. Yeah. I think what it would have done basically if Undertaker would have decided I'm going to pick Lashley, I think it not only legitimizes Lashley because it's something now that he like, he's like the dominator and all this, he's really big, but like, you can never think of a time where he's actually dominated. Won a world title outside ECW, so it's like he has these like kind of acclaims and he physically to this press member he gets a big match he loses. So it's like, is he really that big? And I think you can basically because I was looking at the booking too from Rumble to then they had a lot of those like tag matches where it would be like Undertaker Batista versus Shawn Michaels and John Cena or like Undertaker and Batista would have to tag against some random people on SmackDown and like you can do that with. Bobby Lashley because at that point in their career while like we know now obviously Batista is a much better actor than Bobby Lashley like they were still kind of booked as like real strong cool black adjacent even though Bobby Lashley is black which is kind of weird how that kind of happened um it's like <laughs> this whole thing was like I used to respect Undertaker now I don't uh, you could do the same exact thing with Bobby Lashley and I think it also makes ECW more like popping and gives them more standing. Cause now even the Undertaker's here. Like, so this is some real shit. Like if you want to see Taker matches, random Taker matches with Sabu, you got to come to sci-fi. That's it was on sci-fi at that time. I looked it up. Cause I remember I said on a further podcast, I didn't know what channel it came on. <laughs> so that year is on sci-fi. There you go. But it's changed a lot. Um, so I think you have that same run. And like, honestly, I think you go to straight Goldberg, Brock Lesnar squash. Like you have Undertaker do the entrance second, wild long. He steps in the ring, down, spear. Like right there, like catch him off. Because when I tell you, like, no one would believe Bobby Lashley would win this match. <laughs> like you would, like there's just no, there's just no person in 2007 who legitimately thought Bobby Lashley was going to do it. If you had him just straight spear, dominator, that extended suplex, I don't know if he could do that. I think Undertaker might actually break himself in half. So mm-hmm. like just a dominator and just win like that. And then walk out, you've like cemented Bobby Lashley as like the baddest man on the planet. And he couldn't, even now, you could always call back to that. Like, this is the man who broke the Undertaker streak in less than 30 seconds. Da, 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 da. And like, it would give him so much higher standing, I think. And not Ooh. only does it give you that for Bobby Lashley, you don't have the Battle of the Billionaires match. Mm. You just don't have Donald Trump on WrestleMania. Facts. Means, wow. Uh, it looks Super better Third um, and I think a cool <laughs> feud you could have had uh, with Batista because I was looking at like who was around at that time. I think the match itself, obviously, this would not have been a great match, but like you could have had, a, I think, had an interesting feud with Ric Flair, being like, "I brought you here, I put you in evolution, I taught you everything you know. You owe me a title shot. I'm the man. Yeah, you beat Randy. Yeah, you beat you know Hunter, but you really ain't came to like the master's feet and really like show due deference." Yes, and, and like you, know you could have had, had you know, you go. 
Oh no, I was going. To, I was just going to say like the match itself. With you were going to say like because um like I think you you mentioned something about like maybe how the match would go. I was thinking yeah. because they're so different. It, this is how you get like it creative. Plus what you just said about him being the master. It's like that's what it would be. It was like yeah. him like staying in the game with these little moves that he knows. Yeah, and Batista would be like, I really don't want to do this. And Rick would just do all – it would have to be a thing where Rick Flair is, like, convincing him, like, no, like, you owe me. And he's, like, messing up Batista stuff where Rick's point where he's like, all right, old man, I'm going to give you what you want. I'm going to beat your ass like you want me to. And I think that would just be such a fire promo. And also it would, like, help le- – obviously you wanted Batista to be more legitimized too. That's why you have him fake Undertaker. Even though he lost, like, he looks strong. Yeah. I think Rick Flair gives him kind of the more standing, like, wrestling clout. Because, like, as we – like I said – we find out Batista can talk, where he's a good talker, he's a good act, like he's good at that part. But it gives him kind of like real legitimate wrestling crap, where it's like, "Hey, I'd be Ric Flair at WrestleMania. I took, I came in here at Evolution, I'd be all three of them." Like, I think it really kind of gives you a cool like wrestling wise storyline for Batista too. Who like, you get, yeah, you could have had him face like Randy or Edge or CM Punk, whoever was in that ladder. Money in the Bank ladder match had hella people in it. Mister Kennedy won it, which is like ugh, another thing. But Kennedy. you could have him face one of them, or you could have him face, you know, any number of people. But I think a, a Ric Flair feud would have been cool. Yo, you know what also is amazing about that? Because when Batista wins, that's a that's literally like you don't creative doesn't have to make up a story for the yeah. next guy who challenges Batista. The story is you beat an old guy. Yeah, <laughs> like you that's just crazy? the wrestler gonna say. No, that's exactly what when, when Sean beat Rick, they turned Batista oh, yeah. evil, and the Batista was like, yeah. yo. You you retired my mentor. Nah, like I'm I must break. I gotta him. do you dirty now. Yeah, I'm pretty like, sure that they got like yeah. two pay per view matches out of that. So yeah. it's, it's it's literally right there. Like the, right there. the the blueprint is there. Um, but yeah, that that, that Bobby that, that Bobby thing sounds realistic. That that would have been cool. And you know, I think with Undertaker, even though the streak is probably what he's most known for, even if it were to break sooner, his yeah. character would have been okay. His character would have absolutely been okay. Yeah. We still love the dead man. Like he, he, he still would have got his title runs. Like we, you still could have done what he did with Edge and all that. Yeah. Like, so yeah, like that's that that's that's cool. I, I let me that. let me tell you right now the the two reasons why his streak ended with Brock upset me was the one that um, was already mentioned earlier, which is that Brock didn't fucking need it. Mm-hmm. Like it just it was so pointless, which kind of is like I mean, honestly at that point it's like did I book it because it was just there to make people feel pain because at that point <laughs> but um and and then the the other thing is like after that happened like and then you know the Undertaker had more matches and he was still the Undertaker, the only th- reason why I didn't want to see him was because of his age and it had nothing to do with the fact that he lost. Like yeah. the only reason that I have any apprehensions about him these days has absolutely nothing to do with that quote unquote blemish on his record. It just has nothing to do with that. It has yeah. everything to do with age. So that right there just shows you like the rec- I mean, it was a great thing. The streak was fine or whatever, but like the Undertaker transcends of a, a streak or like some stat, like like like, like, mm-hmm. like not even that many world title runs. Like it's like an eight or nine. Like, yeah. it's not yeah. a lot. Like, like and, and they're not usually short. Like, triple H. Yeah, they're usually short, and they're like rarely like yeah, they rarely are like he holds. He doesn't hold it for long. He doesn't get it very often. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to say, and so like Taker is about more than that. Like yeah. just, and also it's like again. At a certain point, why does this zombie want this shiny belt? What the, what is he going to do? Yeah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> like, you, you can't really have him just be feeding after these belts all the time. It has to be something about, like, you disrespecting me or, like, you, like, 
become you need to be humble shit like mm-hmm. that that's speaks more to like a, a i think you just wrote the subtitle for uh uh the undertaker's biography it's going to be taker why does this zombie want this shiny <laughs> i mean these questions need to be asked i think when you ever it kind of it's the same thing like and i love the fiend don't get me wrong but when they had that like fiend belt like and it was just his face which also like wwe you could have just like matte blacked a belt and that would have been way harder. Like it would have been so sick. It was just like straight black. Like there's no like gold or anything on it. That shit would have been so raw. But like, it's like, so the fiend, he wanted this shiny belt. Now he has it, but now he got a different one. Why didn't he just get (laughs) a different one? Sidebar, they need a new belt, nigga. They need a new design, people. No, where they fucked up, they fucked, this is where they (laughs) fucked up. They fucked up when they made the women's belt white. Mm. Should have made like so both basically the WWE title should be like black and like a team, like a whatever brand it's on. And then the women's title should be white and then the team and then vice versa. Mm. So there should be like a men's big white belt and then a women's white belt. Mm. That's what I'm saying on each show. And the men's black belt and women's white belt. And then the color is different in the strap. But they fucked up because they made both of the women's white. So now you can't make like a black belt that has white in it. And it looks mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. And then, like, you also see them, because they already have that one, like, white belt, it seems like... And then they already have tried, like, the different colored belt thing before or whatever. Like, <laughs> they, they've done it, and they do it still, but it's like, you can just tell they haven't landed on, like, a good combination, combination, and it's hard for them to do it, because... The women's titles look so fire with that fucking white belt. Bro. I love it. I love <laughs> they it. look so good. Even I remember when I first saw the tag titles, I was like, I'm not even like that into design, but that white belt makes this shit cooler. And, like pops, it just bro. makes it look way better. Fire. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It's kind of crazy how we end up going in reverse chronological order. Um, but my, my, um, what happened? I said, oh, you sooner than me. I was, I, thought I, was, I was at 15 and I was like, I'm kind of early on, but like, yeah. <laughs> So I am going to select another bald guy. Uh, this is Kurt Angle. Um, this, is, this, will, this will take us to WrestleMania 22 in 2006. So just to give you guys a backstory on Kurt Angle. He, he was on Raw. He was feuding with John Cena. He, he was heel. Um, and then just randomly in January, after, after Batista had to surrender his title, Kurt Angle pops up in the uh, World Heavyweight Championship Battle Royal to crown a, 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 a new champion. So he's fighting with, with Mark Henry. Mark Henry puts him to a table. And then, like, Mark thinks he's won. And the Kurt Angle pops back in, eliminates him, wins the title. Mark Henry's like, nah, fuck that. So they do a rematch at the Rumble. Kurt Angle beats Mark Henry. And then there's an epic, epic return and the, and the Undertaker pops up and sets up their No Way Out 2006 instant classic match. Anger on banger. Like, Kurt Angle was reversing everything. <laughs> he, 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 he had, like, ten reversals. Like, I don't know how he glitched. Down. I don't <laughs> know how he glitched 2K in that way, but he had ten reversals. <laughs> he had unlimited stamina, like, and and the Undertaker was giving it to him. Like the Undertaker mm-hmm. was giving it to that man, and Kurt Angle was like, "So, <laughs> I wanted more." Like, <laughs> so the match ends. The Undertaker it has, has Kurt Angle. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, oh, also how was doing it. that's also how he's doing hey, it. Call it. Hey, call hey, it. Hey, Kurt, Kurt Angle came out and said, <laughs> I do not like the Perk Angle jokes. I was not on purpose <laughs> while wrestling. But, hey. Yeah, I, I hear you, B, bro. I he was you. doing some crazy stuff. But anyways, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> the Undertaker had Kurt in, in a triangle choke, and Kurt Angle reverses it, gets the one, two, three pin. And I, I, I like that finish because, like, it's the Undertaker, like, Kurt Angle making him tap out is just not realistic. Like, The Undertaker takes pins, but they're usually not clean pins. So this, you know, Kurt Angle kind of cleverly reversing the uh, triangle choke. And, and, like, it it looks so awkward. Like, I don't know if you guys watched the match, but, like, the way, like, his neck neck is aligned and uh, Undertaker's body, like, it's it's just a very awkward setup. Mm. But but Kurt Angle is is, is a technician. He's he's one of the best ever. He's an Olympic gold medalist with a broken freaking neck. So, of course, he's going to figure this out. And, and this man's neck probably has no bones, so, so, so he could probably... He's feeling anything anyway. I he could probably do that. Years. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so we get that, and I, I, as we know, realistically, Kurt goes on to face uh, Rey Mysterio and Randy Orton in a triple threat match where he loses to Rey Mysterio, and Undertaker goes to WrestleMania and faces uh, Mark Henry, beats him in a casket match. Yeah. I, and uh, creative pitched the idea of Angle and Undertaker running it back at WrestleMania and Angle being the one to break the streak. And that is a very, very, very intriguing situation to me because there's there's a bunch of different things at play. Um, Kurt Angle just beat Mark Henry, but but Taker and Mark Henry weren't exactly on the best terms either. So so you could kind of have Kurt come to Mark Henry after their uh, their match at the Rumble talk to him and be like yo you know like you you should kind of rock with me like me and you could take the undertaker out together blah 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 and like that mark just came off of hurting batista making him surrender his title like they they they, they were building mark henry up to be this big house of pain yeah like he was he he was a monster so you put him next to kurt angle you still let mark have his matches still let him do his thing but kurt angle and mark kind of uh, forging this this alliance, or, or at least Kurt trying to get Mark Henry to to mess with him, and then Kurt beats the Undertaker at No Way Out, and then they do a rematch actually on uh, on SmackDown where Kurt Angle lost because Mark Henry interferes uh, and, and and beats up the, the the Undertaker. So with that happening, um, you know Kurt Kurt and and Mark are like, all right, well. We're here now, you know. what I'm saying you help me out, you help me beat up the Undertaker, so you should still rock with me. Blah blah blah. You know they they go their whole week doing promos. Undertaker's like, oh, I'm gonna take your soul. I, I have this. I have this grave dug for you, bald man. Like you, you, you ain't nothing. Like no one's worried about you. Like, I think Kurt was calling himself the wrestling machine at this time. It was like, yeah. you're the machine, but I am the dead man like every, every everybody fears me and i don't care if you got mark henry like i'll choke slam him through, through a table too that's light so kurt and and mark keep their lines going we 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 get to wrestlemania kurt and undertaker put on yet another banger it's like you know we already saw that finish where kurt angle reversed the triangle choke into a pin and it's because like they're they're both such strong characters that you don't want to just put anyone over clean so at mania it's like all right well what are we going to do now mark henry is is, is what we're going to do now so kurt and undertaker go at it well we can even put, put a gimmick on this match like we, we could do uh we could do uh i don't know mission only match so, so submission would be cool we could do a hell in a cell we could do no holes barred um but but the point is 
you want you want Mark Henry to be able to um, get involved in the match and and it not cause a disqualification or, or whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like like Kurt has to go over clean. So you know if if we're doing like a, a Hell in a Cell match, a similar to, to when Mark Henry pulled up to the Steel Cage match, pulled the chain off, got in there and beat up Batista. He does the same joint with the Hell in a Cell. He comes up, rips the door <laughs> off, <laughs> he gets in there. Um, he gives uh, Undertaker a world's strongest slam after he's tired. You know, him and Kurt have been going at it for 30 minutes. So Undertaker is super tired. So, so, so Mark Henry gives him a world's strongest slam. He's like, nah, that's not enough. S- sets up a table. Oh, Jesus. Kurt kind of brings, brings Undertaker o- o- over to the corner. Mark Henry gets up on the middle rope because, you know, Mark not getting, <laughs> getting up on that top rope. So Mark yeah, Henry like gets up crazy. on the middle rope. He's holding Undertaker. He gives him a world's strongest slam through the table. And then he scoops up the Undertaker's remains, and then and then Kurt Angle gives him a, 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 a angle slam. Of course, he's like, you know what? I'm not done either. You know, t- 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 takes his his straps off. He's like, let's get it, let's get it. Gives him <laughs> one, one more angle slam. One, two, three. Match is over. Undertaker's streak is over. Kurt Angle retains the World Heavyweight Championship. And then what you can do with that is um, Mark Henry and Kurt can like reignite their angle it's like yo like you beat me i I helped you beat the undertaker streak i helped you keep your keep your title you owe me so 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 then we get kurt and um kurt versus mark henry at i think the next pay-per-view would have been backlash or or judgment day so you can do that then you can get the undertaker returning to, to interfere then we get a triple threat match between kurt mark henry and the Undertaker, and that's where the Undertaker wins. And, and, and like, m- m- maybe you you kind of draw it out, like you give Kurt and Mark Henry like two pay per view matches, or like you get mm-hmm. you do, or you do Kurt and Mark, and, and then you do Undertaker versus Mark with Kurt interfering, and and then like Mark and Kurt just uh, go their separate ways, and then at, at like SummerSlam that year, you can do the triple threat match between um, Kurt, Mark, and and Undertaker. But yeah, like the, it. In, in my mind, there's no way Kurt Angle is beating the Undertaker clean at, at Mania after doing that. Oh, that yeah. So it's like you 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 gotta put a heater on him. And like I, I think when uh, when when Kurt was on Raw, he had a uh, Davari Muhammad Hassan's old guy. But it's like that, yeah. that that's that's not a cool heater. Like I don't know. But like like Mark I, was way cooler. Yeah, and then you know I I, I, I think back to to older SmackDown when um when Kurt had Luther Reigns and Mark Jindrak. Like, oh my God, I Mark Jindrak, about that. bro. Oh, Mark Jindrak, man. Mark Jindrak, the, the reflection of perfection, that, that was my dude. That, that was my dude. Job. He did what he had to do, bro. That was my he, dude. So he it's jobbed like, out what he needed to job out, man. Yeah. That's Mark Jindrak, bro. Good, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, big man. So Kurt looked really good next to big, big, big heaters, you know, muscle guys, because Kurt was a great talker technical wrestler as as a heel he, he kind of had a little weaselly aspect to him but, but he, he would also still like r- wrestle your ass down in the ring mm. so so you give him someone big like mark henry who, who can do his bidding and yeah man that's this just seems golden to me um so yeah that's 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 my storyline wow I love all the Mark Henry, too. As someone who always felt like Mark Henry should have gotten more burned, he shouldn't have always been dropping his titles to white men. Um, <laughs> I do. I love any storyline with Mark Henry in it. So. Yeah, that was fire, bro. Here, also, a quick little tidbit. I had to look this up. Uh, I, and I, Apparently, Jindrak was almost an evolution. Yes, 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 yes. They, they, he was going to be the big guy. Instead of David? 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so they uh they had talked now. about it on nah. the um on don't even say that, bro. Don't say that. It was a, they had was, they had vignettes that they filmed together, bro. Yep. Yeah. No. 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 It, it was like Triple H talks about it in the um in the uh, ruthless aggression docs. He's like, yeah, we did me. Orton and Flair, and then we did meet Orton and Flair and Jindrak, but I ain't really want Jindrak. Like, I, like I'll be riding in, in the limo with him. He'll be talking around and goofing off too much. I just didn't like it. Like, I, I was about my business. So, yeah, we, we had to get him out of here. But, oh, yeah, man, that, that, that was a very, very real possibility. I don't always come when you want, but he's right on time. <laughs> <laughs> right on time. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's been another, another fun time in the rewriter's room uh, booking booking The Undertaker and feuds where his streak could have ended sooner. Um, very thankful that it, you know, the, 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 the streak got the life that it did because, you know, beyond these matches that, that we booked for these specific years, we saw some good ones. We saw Undertaker, CM Punk. Um, Undertaker Brock was good. Even if Undertaker lost, we saw that. Um, and then, like, beyond that, Undertaker Bray was... Uh, Undertaker versus Shane in Hell in a Cell, though. The continual disrespect they showed to Bray... <laughs> Bro, it it got to it was like this. Somebody trolling him, dog. Like somebody, <laughs> he got an enemy in the back, bro. No he, lost, he lost back to back years at Mania to Cena and Undertaker, man. It's yeah. uh, it's wild. Yeah, very very wild. But um, for for the rewriters, it's the boy Armand CC Chan. Uh, as you know, we are on the A Show Network. Check out all of our content. We got the A Show. We got the War Report. We got the G Show. We got Spot Callers. We got RNC Cooks on IG. We got the Lookout RNC. We got Black variant. We got so much stuff for y'all. Like it's 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 really Christmas. It's a show Everything. for every one of your fingers, nigga. You feel what me? You do? Like it's it's, it's just <laughs> too much. Our hands are always open. So oh, I forgot. Um, the reason I was going to bring up test again is because that's <laughs> how Lashley was feuding before WrestleMania. So there's your test. Oh, my shit. test heads out there. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was. Oh, test wow. was getting some burn on ECW. He sure was. Wow. Oh, shit. And so that's why I was like, it wasn't really the heat. Bobby Lashley needed a big feud. No, it's decided. No, no, no. I'm going back. I'm sorry. I'm watching Ruthless Aggression Era. I'm starting <laughs> it this week. I'm starting it. Again. We're here. Let's do it. Peace, y'all. <laughs>